Thank you, Lord. Bless your holy name, Lord, and thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, God who's a problem solver. Thank you, Jesus. You thank you, Lord. You thank you, Lord. Lord, it's written in your word, the Son of God came. He was manifested to destroy the works of the devil, to heal all who are oppressed, to destroy works of the devil, to do good, bring healing, Lord God, Abba, Father. We thank you, Lord, for giving us, Lord, your promises in the midst of all kinds of darkness, Lord, in the midst of everything that opposes your perfect will in our lives. Thank you, Jesus, for being with us. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. You told us to hold fast to your word. And so we thank you, Jesus. Continue to heal, Lord, and deliver. We thank you for blessing us, Lord. In the morning, Lord, in your presence. Keeping us, Lord, throughout the day. Yours is the perfect love, Lord. We pray that, Lord, it call, call, causes, Lord, to receive your counsel. That we may be perfected, Lord. You are the good shepherd. And the great physician. You are the living bread. We praise you. Lord, upset and overturn all the plans and work of Satan. Each life and each family represented here, Lord. Jesus, with a strong and mighty arm, overturn all the works of darkness. Bring healing, Lord, relief, comfort, Lord. Oh, Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Great is your faithfulness, Lord. Almighty God, we thank you. Jesus' precious name. Amen. Who is like unto the Lord our God, who dwelleth on high? There is none like you, Lord. We will glorify and worship you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let my Lifting up of the hands be as the evening sacrifice. May the Lord be pleased with the words of our mouths, the meditation of our hearts.
I want to read the Psalms where this is one of the Psalms that directly speak to the Lord and saying, Lord, I love you. Before that, a song that goes with that same sentiment. In moments like these, I sing out a song. I sing out a love song to Jesus. It means all the more when we're going through difficulty, suffering, and persecution, and harassment from Satan. In moments like these, not only when there is sweet fellowship and peace, but especially when there's war and trouble and suffering. In moments like these, I sing out a song. I sing out a love song to Jesus. In moments like these, I lift up my hands. I lift up my hands to the Lord, saying, I love you, Lord, singing, I you Lord bind every work of darkness in Jesus mighty name every work of Satan bind it in Jesus mighty name destroy the works of the devil in Jesus mighty name singing I love you Lord I love you In moments like these, I sing out a song. I sing out a love song to Jesus. In moments like these, I lift up my voice. I lift up my voice to the King, singing, I love you, Lord, singing, I love you, Lord, singing, I love you, Sing out a song of love. Psalm 18. I will love you, O Lord, my strength. I love you. Not I will only, but I love you. I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice. He has heard my voice and 
my supplication, my petition. I will love you, O Lord, my strength. Psalm 18, verse 1. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. The pangs of death surrounded me. The floods of ungodliness made me afraid. The sorrows of Sheol surrounded me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple. My cry came before him, even to his ears. God responds, verse 7, Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations of the hills also quaked and were shaken, because he was angry, angry against our enemies, coming to rescue us. Verse 8, Smoke went up from his nostrils and devouring fire from his mouth. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down with darkness under his feet. And he rode upon a cherub and flew. He flew upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his secret place. His canopy around him was dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. From the brightness before him, his thick clouds passed with hailstones and the coals of fire. The Lord thundered from heaven, and the Most High uttered his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. He sent out his arrows and scattered the foe, lightnings in abundance, and he vanquished them. He conquered them, he defeated them. Then the channels of the sea were seen. The foundations of the world were uncovered. At your rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of your nostrils, he sent from above, he took me, he drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy, from those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. People who are in darkness, who are envious, they gnashed their teeth at the righteous. I'm explaining. And Satan is against God's people. Not only does he accuse, but he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. To destroy. And Satan is breathing threatenings, breathing out. Threats and threatenings against the people of God. We appeal to the Lord. He alone can rescue us and he alone will. Many demons, many demons were against us. All hell is against the people of God. God said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. Verse 18, they confronted me in the day of my calamity. But the Lord was my support.
He also brought me out into a broad place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. What a freedom to be rescued by the Lord. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands, he has recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. Verse 20 and 21, verses 20 and 21 are troubling to a lot of people. Because many are, if they're honest, they're keenly aware of their shortcomings, to put it mildly, of sin and disobedience, not doing the things God has said. And so we're aware many times of the need to be cleansed. The psalm so far is speaking of God coming and delivering his people out of trouble. And here, the servant of the Lord, David, says, Lord, you're going to come and help me because I'm right before you. And we can read this through Christ and say that, but I have no righteousness of my own apart from you, which is true. Jesus has become my righteousness, the wisdom of God, the righteousness of God, the redemption of God, the sanctification of God, as it's written in New Testament Corinthians. He's become all of this to me. Based on that, I come to the Father. That's true. But at some point, we ought to be able to say, Lord, I'm walking in that righteousness. We can't get away from that immediate primary meaning. David says plainly, I've been walking in a manner that's pleasing to God. So if we're honest, we can't pass over it. We can't give it other meanings. We need to know, by Jesus' blood, I'm made righteous. And as we heard in the morning from First John, chapter 1, that if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, First John 1, 7, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. The cleansing comes undeserved, initiated by God, and completed by Him on the cross. By faith, we receive the benefits freely. And then God expects us to walk in that. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. There is favor that will come to people. God will set His love on people, Psalm 91, who love Him who make the Lord their most high, their refuge. 
God has a special love and favor for those people. So these are all true. God expects us to keep the ways of the Lord and not wickedly depart from him. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. Blesses the man unto whom the Lord does not impute sin. The man whose transgression is forgiven, his sin is covered. The man who is given the righteousness of God, like Abraham, because they believed. We believe and we receive. We believe and by faith we receive his righteousness. God expects us to walk in the salvation that he's purchased with his blood. By making him number one in our own lives. Letting every decision, every move, every mood come under the Lordship lordship of Jesus. Because we no longer are our own masters. We're not allowed to do things our way anymore because we have surrendered to the Lord. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands. He has recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord. If you haven't already, in your physical Bible or electronic Bible or both, I have it highlighted here, verse 21. For I have kept the ways of the Lord. Can we say that? And have not wickedly departed from my God. Are we done with that? Verse 22. For all his judgments were before me. And I did not put away his statutes from me. The Bible has many different ways of describing God's word, his commandments. Among them is a description here given where it says that his statutes, his ordinances, I was also upright before him. That's similar to what we read in Philippians chapter 2. It means blemish-free. David could say that, I have no sin. That's what the word means, upright. No presumptuous, willful sin. It means to be full, and complete, perfect, sincere, without spot. Exactly what the Lord says in the book of Peter, also in the New Testament. That we should be blameless and without spot. And elsewhere in the Bible, Thessalonians. He wants his church and every brother, every sister, every child, every daughter and son of his to be blemish-free. Not later, but now. Yes, by his grace, but by our surrender to his truth. I was also blameless before him. And I was also upright. I kept myself from my iniquity. I kept myself from doing that which doesn't please God. 
Therefore, the Lord has recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands. He has recompensed me according to the cleanness of my hands in his sight. So twice is emphasized here within a few verses. How important it is. God says something once. It's very important when he says it twice. It's all the more significant that we understand. That's why he's saying it twice. The Spirit of God speaking through David the prophet. With the merciful, you will show yourself merciful. This is speaking of God's justice. He's loving and kind, but he's justice and merciful. With the merciful, you will show yourself merciful. With the blameless man, you will show yourself blameless. In other words, in his approach to the person, God is always blameless. He's perfect. No matter what people do, that's why it's written in Timothy, that even if we are faithless, he remains faithful. That verse doesn't mean he remains faithful to us. It's a total misinterpretation of that verse. And many, many Christians take such verses and they take comfort that even if I deny the Lord, he'll never deny me. The Bible says in that very passage, very opposite to that. like you to just turn there briefly before we conclude in Psalm 18. Second Timothy, this is one of those points again, very important instruction from God's word to keep us alert and sober to the twist of God's word that comes to many, many people and they just buy it. It has a poisonous effect. Second Timothy chapter 2. Paul's letter to Pastor Timothy, the second letter, Second Timothy chapter 2. And someone please read verses 11 to 13. Praise love. Second Timothy two eleven to thirteen in KJV version. This is a faithful saying, for if we died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithful faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. Praise the Lord. So this is the way many of us have been taught and many people believe this means. This is the way they read and understand. This is a faithful saying. This is trustworthy. You can, you can trust this statement. And that is, 
if we died with him, if we're crucified with him, we're dead to the world, we've surrendered our lives to the Lord and said, Lord, I don't want anything with the world. I don't want the drink. I don't want the party. I don't want the music. I don't want the money of the world. I don't want anything. I want everything that comes from you, Lord. You're not only my supplier, you're my Lord and Savior, you're my Father. And you're in the light and I will be in the light with you. Lord, you're blameless. I want to be blameless with you. You're righteous, Lord. You've given me your righteousness. I want to walk with you in righteousness. I want to abide in you, Lord, so that I can live forever. First John 2, 15 and 17. The one that abides with God, the one that enters into life, you know who? Only the one who does his will. This is a faithful saying. For if we died with him, we shall also live with him. Died to what? Just like the Lord died to sin, died to the world. Only then will we live with him if we're dead with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. He that endureth to the end, the same shall be saved. Matthew twenty four thirteen. I'd like you to highlight these things if you haven't. Underline this. Matthew twenty four thirteen. So we'll know for sure what God says on these topics. Never be deceived and lulled into sin and worldliness, thinking that we're okay. Look what happened to Lot. He barely escaped. And he was a righteous man. But he let his guard down. He got his understanding skewed because he went to the wrong town. He lived with the wrong people. He thought he can be with the world and be untouched. It almost took his life. Verse 13, but he who endures to the end, Matthew twenty four thirteen. Please underline that and highlight that. You'll be so glad you did because this will protect you and your family. The Lord Jesus says, notice, let's go back a little bit. We'll go back to Second Timothy and back to Psalm 18. Verse 10, Matthew 24, 10, and then many will be offended. He's talking about this tribulation period. Lest anyone should say, well, I don't have to worry about that because the rapture is going to take me away. The only people that will be taken away in the rapture because there will be believers during the tribulation also. But the only people that will be taken in the rapture are those who are ready. Meaning, they're walking with the Lord. And still, do the righteous people need caution? Yes. Because let every man take heed, thinking he's standing, lest he fall. We need to always be cautioned and warned by the Lord to make sure we're walking right. If we're not, to walk right. And secondly, if we're walking right, make sure we don't fall from that. Matthew 24.10 And then many will be offended will betray one another and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Paul told Timothy they will 
not endure sound doctrine, the truth. Masses and masses of people will find teachers and preachers, which are all over the place today, who will tell them what their itching ears want to hear. God loves you. Don't worry about it. God is good all the time. God is good. Many, many sayings that are taken very casually. Never mind who's preaching that you need to walk with the Lord. It's not some generic statement that I love Jesus, he loves me. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. Then the end will come. We're going to wrap this up here. The pastor is going to preach uh, the message God has given her. But just go back to Second Timothy 2.10. For if we died with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, Matthew 24.13, we shall also reign with him. If we what? Endure. Only if we endure. But we go to heaven and get the crown. If we deny him, the truth, Jesus, he also will deny us. He said, if you don't confess me before men, I also will not confess you before my father and his angels. Verse 13 is the verse that the enemy has used among many in the Bible, twisted it cleverly with his poison in the understanding of people. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. They take this to mean, even if we don't stay faithful to him, he will stay faithful to us. That's a direct contradiction within this passage itself. Because it says right before that, if we deny him, he will deny us. If we are unfaithful, the NLT says, he remains faithful for he cannot deny who he is. That third phrase gives the meaning for verse 13. In other words, even if we are no longer faithful to the Lord, we deny him and we do not stay in relationship with him, we run after the world. It does not mean that he'll run after us anyway, remain faithful to us. See in the Old Testament, in Hosea, Jeremiah, all over the place. The Lord says, do not depart from the Lord God. In fact, God went through a prophet to a King Asa, who was a righteous king, for the most part. And after a great victory that God gave, the prophet came and says, basically, take warning, Asa. As long as you're with God, he's with you. So that's what this means. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful to himself, the truth, because he can't deny who he is. Not that he will be faithful to us when we're unfaithful. But he will remain faithful to his nature, his character. And you know what his character is? Justice. Yes, it's mercy and love. But justice also. And he will separate the sheep from the goats, Matthew 24, 25. Whoever does righteousness, 1 John chapter 2, is of him. Whoever does unrighteousness or breaks God's commandments, 
they're from the devil. So Psalm 18 is speaking of actually walking with God. I'm just going to finish that very quickly. Psalm 18 as we started that. This is what it means. With the pure or with the blameless, you will show yourself blameless. How sobering it is. Thank God for the truth. With the merciful, verse 25 of Psalm 18, you will show yourself merciful. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy, Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5. With the blameless man, you will show yourself blameless to that person. God's blameless in and of himself, always. But to the person who wants God to be blameless toward them, in other words, faithful, they need to be faithful to him. With the pure, you will show yourself pure. God is always pure, whether we're pure or not. But if we want his purity to come to us, we need to be pure before him. If we want to live with him, Psalm 15 and Psalm 24, we need to be with a clean heart, pure heart and clean hands, speak the truth in our hearts, work righteous things with our hands, walk uprightly before him. With the pure, you will show yourself pure. And with the devious, devious, you will show yourself shrewd. He catches the crafty in their craftiness. In the New Testament, we read that. For you will save the humble people. Oh, I need to be humble. Say, Lord, I'm shutting out the noise. I don't care about my own opinions anymore. I don't care about my opinion, anyone's opinion, Satan's opinion. I want the truth. I want you, Lord. I want to know what you think and what you say, and I will live by what you say, your commandments. For you will save the humble people, but will bring down haughty looks, proud looks. For you will light my lamp. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. For by you I can run against a troop. By my God I can leap over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. All this is coming because David is walking right. Great victory. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust in him. For who is God except the Lord and who is a rock except our God? It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of deer and sets me on my high places. Effortlessly, I will overcome. For the grace of God, when I've done my part, I give all diligence and strive with all the striving. He strives in and through me. I give my everything, spirit, soul, and body to love the Lord my God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. And he will take me supernaturally in the rapture and also while I'm here to overcome the enemy. He teaches my hands to make war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. Supernatural strength. You have also given me the shield of your salvation. Your right hand has held me up. Your gentleness has made me great. You enlarged my path under me so my feet did not slip. I have pursued my enemies and overtaken them. Neither did I turn back again till they were destroyed. I have wounded them so that they could not rise. They have fallen under my feet. This Pharaoh you have seen today, you'll see no more. For you have armed me with strength for the battle. You have subdued under me those who rose up against me. God has intervened. You have also given me the necks of my enemies so that I destroyed those who hated me. They cried out, but there was none to save. 
These are the wicked people, demonically inspired, coming against the life of God's people. David has a satisfaction, victory from God himself. He's speaking by the Spirit. No one will be able to stand against God's people, just like God said to Joshua, when we consecrate ourselves and commit ourselves to following him faithfully. They cried out, but there was none to save the enemies, even to the Lord, but he did not answer them. Then I beat them as fine as the dust before the wind. I cast them out like dirt in the streets. You have delivered me from the strivings of the people. You have made me the head of the nations. The people I have not known shall serve me. As soon as they hear of me, they obey me. The foreigners submit to me. The foreigners fade away and come frightened from their hideouts. The Lord liveth and blessed be the rock. And may the God of my salvation be exalted. Verse 46, the Lord lives. Blessed be my rock. Let the God of my salvation be exalted. It is God who avenges me and subdues the peoples under me. He delivers me from my enemies. You also lift me up above those who rise against me. You have delivered me from the violent man. Therefore, I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the Gentiles and sing praises to your name. Great deliverance he gives to his king and shows mercy to his anointed, to David and his descendants forevermore. Jesus came through David. He's the seed of David. But he's also the root, the one who created David. And so all of us in Christ are coming spiritually through David also because he was in the line of Messiah. And so this psalm applies to us. Great deliverance he gives to his king. We are a royal priesthood. God shows mercy to his anointed. We have been sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Ephesians chapter 1. To David and his descendants for evermore. Hallelujah. Father, I pray that this word, Father, this exhortation, Lord, would stay with us, Lord. Prosperous, Lord. Make us strong, Lord, in the ways of the living God, the holy ways of God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' precious name. Amen.